Exceeding Expectations, episode 32. Welcome to another episode of the, the show where we try to give you ideas of how you can give your customers better experiences. And the aim is uh, for each show, you'll hear a couple of ideas that you can implement in some way or other to, so that your customers do feel they've had a, a great experience working with you. And it'll be great if you could uh, leave reviews for us on iTunes and Stitcher and all the various podcast platforms because that gets the show out to, to more and more people. And the more people that hear the show, hopefully that can result in the more and more companies delivering better experiences, which means we all win. That, I mean, that's, that's my dream, my utopian dream. And maybe leave, a, as well as leave a review, you can subscribe to the show as well. This week's episode is with Danielle Robert. She's based in Texas and she runs a company called Baby Boomers, which is all around the issue of Medicare in the United States. So I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Don't forget you can join the Exceeding Expectations group on uh, Facebook and feel free to, to leave some questions there about any of the guests or any of the previous episodes you've heard. Um, if you've got a suggestion for someone you'd like to hear on the podcast, again, that's the place to pop it in and we'll see if we can get the person that you would love to hear interviewed on the show. Exceeding expectations. And this week, my guest is Danielle Roberts. How are you, Danielle? I'm terrific. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. And you're down in Texas. Yes, we are down here in the land of the hot summers, which are coming up on us pretty quickly. <laughs> well, and it's, uh, it's a damn sight hotter there than it is over here in London. I know that. <laughs> yes, I promise that in August, I'll be wishing for your weather. <laughs> and um, so you, you, you're in Medicare. Mm-hmm. So for those of us over here in the UK who are not so familiar with that term, what is Medicare? So here in the U.S., when people turn 65, they are eligible for a national health insurance program called Medicare, and it provides them with the same type of coverage for inpatient, outpatient, and prescription drugs that during their working lives they've gotten through their employers. So since we don't have a single-payer system here in America, uh, what was happening back in the 60s is people would be working and they would be afraid to retire because they were going to lose their group health insurance coverage that they were getting from their employer. And so you would end up seeing people you know, working well past the age that they should be and, and being afraid to retire because they didn't want to lose access to health insurance. And of course, you need your health coverage more than anything at the end of your life. So this was rolled out as sort of a, a basic program uh, back in the 60s so that we wouldn't have people falling through the cracks when they retired. They wouldn't go without coverage. And uh, part of the the Medicare benefits are funded through payroll deductions during your working years. And then part of it, you pay a a small premium for when you sign up at age 65. But everyone here um, is eligible. Um, All all citizens at age 65 can sign up for Medicare and and get those benefits from the government and, and not feel like they have to keep working just to maintain their health coverage. And so does Medicare cover anything health related then? 
It will cover anything that is medically necessary. So we do find that Medicare, they rarely deny a claim. So if you go for any type of illness or injury or sickness, if you need lab work or diagnostic imaging or an x-ray, even doctors and second opinions, um, all of those types of things that are medically necessary are covered. What Medicare doesn't cover are uh, routine dental, vision, and hearing benefits. Those are considered ancillary, and so you would need to purchase those separately um, in a dental, vision, and hearing type standalone health insurance plan. So it doesn't cover that. It also doesn't cover cosmetic issues or long-term care. So it doesn't provide for nursing homes or assisted living, but any other type of medically necessary medical appointment, surgery, visit, all of that is going to be covered under um, original Medicare Parts A and B. And you mentioned before we started recording that, um, was it 10,000 people a day? Yeah. That's, That's an amazing number. It is really. We had that baby boom. So, you know, all the baby boomers are, are heading into retirement now and it's a completely different generation than their parents, of course, because we've grown up in this internet age. And so we do have people uh, often that are working longer these days and they may turn 65 and still be working and not need Medicare right away, but they ha- at least have the option to pick that up. And so 65 tends to be the agreed upon age for retirement, at least here in the United States. Um, That's normally when people start thinking about it, at least. And they can plan for a fun retirement, knowing that they have access to Medicare, even when they leave their employer. And so how long have you been running this company? Because you said you started a company up with your brother, was it? Yeah. So we started back in 2005 and I had been working prior to that in the staffing industry for about 10 years. So I have lots of HR and people and recruiting knowledge. Um, But after a while doing that job, it just wasn't fulfilling to me in the way that it had been in the beginning. And I really wanted to run my own business, but I wasn't sure what. And uh, I thought some some type of sales and service together seemed like a good fit. So I checked into a bunch of different industries. And this is the one that I settled upon selling health insurance, because of course, it's something that everyone needs. But as I was saying, um, when we chatted a little bit, it's a great industry for entrepreneurs, because there's no uh, perishables. You don't have food that's going to go bad. You don't have clothes that you're stocking on the shelf. You don't need a building to house all of your inventory. Um, insurance is really an idea that's backed by a guarantee. And so uh, it's also a very educational sale since uh, people need health insurance, but it's something that they don't really understand. So when you're working with a client, you can use plain language to explain their benefits to them. And it really is a very fulfilling career in that sense. I know uh, a lot of people don't in high school say, you know, someday I want to be an insurance agent. (laughs) It's not as sexy as saying I want to be an astronaut or a doctor or a scientist, Uh, but it is something that's really necessary. People do need to have health coverage. And there is a great feeling about helping someone understand benefits that were prior uh, confusing to them. So Dave and I, uh, my brother started the business and it was just the two of us working for several years. And we really started the very old school way. So I would literally drive out in the morning to a business park, park my car, take my little briefcase with all of my business cards, and I would go in the front door of all these businesses and introduce myself and let them know that I sell health insurance and ask them when their employer renewal was coming around for their group insurance. And so we did... um, 
had us start with really, it was bootstrapping for sure. There was no cash infusion or investment of any kind. It was really just hard work and getting out there and and making people know about us. And so little by little, we would have those people that I was leaving my business card with. They would give us a call when their health insurance renewal came around and we would bid on that and try to help them save money on their health insurance. And so it was a great business to get started if, if you didn't have a lot of cash to do so. And what we found is that selling group health insurance was relatively easy because we were meeting with employers that we could cold call on. But then when we would be talking with them about their insurance, over the first year or so, we really noticed a lot of them asking questions about Medicare because they were adult children and they're you know, business owners in their 40s and early 50s, and they were helping their parents with signing up for Medicare. And and nobody here knows anything about it. People don't even think about learning Medicare until you turn 65 because you're not eligible for it until then. And so even these adult children who were maybe a little more with it and computer savvy um, than some of their parents were, they were also still having a difficult time being able to understand and explain our national health insurance program for their parents. So um, we looked into it and got signed up and licensed and appointed to work with Medicare insurance products. And I noticed that people were selling insurance very old school. So you would go out to someone's kitchen table and you would sit down with them and explain their options. And you might be there for two to three hours and walk away with an application. And uh, David and I thought that, hey, you know, people buy their auto insurance and their homeowner's insurance online, and we could explain this over the phone just as well as we could do this in person. Why don't we try putting together a website and marketing ourselves and being able to help people that way? And we had lots of old school insurance agents tell us that would never work, and seniors don't use the internet, and people don't want to buy insurance that way. And there was quite a bit of resistance to it. I, I think a lot of people thought that it would would fail, but that's kind of how we attacked our business right from the beginning was um, you know, using a lot of digital marketing to put ourselves out there. And then over the years, that went really well because there are people turning 65 all over America that have been using computers for years. And when they want to learn about Medicare, they consult the internet just like they have on anything else that they buy. And uh, we've been able to establish a pretty good presence there online. So um, we do a lot of educational sales. We help them understand their government benefits first before we talk about any of the supplemental products that they would need to buy from us. And this is very comforting to them because national health insurance is scary. And another thing, Tony, that I've noticed that people um, think here in America is when they think of national health insurance, they think of what you have in the UK or what people have in Canada, where you're not actually paying for it in a monthly premium, but it's something that's provided to you by the government and it's paid for by taxes. So a lot of people here in America turn 65 and they have absolutely no idea that Medicare costs money. It's not free. There are premiums that you pay for it. And so we have sort of made it our mission to educate people and try to reach them well before they turn 65 to let them know that, hey, when you do turn 65 and you're thinking you're going to roll onto Medicare and ride your horse off into the sunset of retirement, uh, you don't want to be surprised by thinking Medicare is free and then finding out that it's actually going to cost you and you and your spouse five or $600 a month to have adequate insurance coverage. So it's really a great industry for educating and helping people learn some of the things they need to know up front before you come in with the thing that you actually sell. 
And so I imagine it's, it's pretty competitive. What, what is it that you do differently to the other companies that are in this? Yeah, it's really competitive. Insurance is a is a great industry. There's lots of people out there to choose from. And the other thing is that you you actually compete against the big insurance carriers too, uh, because they can sell direct to consumer here in the United States. And we uh, have to f- find you know reasons to set ourselves apart so that people want to buy from us. So um, early on in the in working with people, I started to notice that I would be in an appointment with someone helping them with a policy. And when I would come out, I'd have a message or two from existing clients about some sort of issue. Maybe Medicare uh, failed to pay one of their claims. Maybe their doctor miscoded something and they're getting a bill and they don't know why. Or they might be heading to the pharmacy and they're going to pick up a prescription that they thought would be covered and they're being told that it isn't covered. And so I noticed in the early stages of the business that there was a lot of back-end work. And it seemed to me like when I was asking around to my peers and other people in the industry how they handled this sort of thing, they would often say, well, on the back of their insurance card, there's a 1-800 number. You tell them to call the carrier. And I thought, well, that's awful. I wouldn't want to be the person calling my agent and being told to call some big no-name insurance company and be a nameless, faceless person to whoever picks up the phone there. I thought that that was really not a good way to handle your clients at all. And so we started to get very involved in how to fix those problems that would happen on the back end. And because this is a government-run program, there's all sorts of things that happen that are not fun. Um, They can mess up your coordination of benefits, or they can deny a claim that should have been covered simply because the doctor put the wrong code on a bill. And these are things that can be really upsetting to someone who is brand new to Medicare, doesn't really understand how it works in the first place, and now they're getting this bill, and they don't know, is it covered? Is it, it isn't covered? Who do they call? How do they fix it? And why did it happen? And so we took an angle of, hey, what if we developed this customer service team here in our office full of licensed agents, just like the ones that sell products to people every day, but on the back end, we provide them an extra 40 to 80 hours of training every year and how to resolve problems so that if they do get a denial by Medicare, uh, they know to call us and, and we help them get conferenced into the right person. If they get a bill from their doctor or their pharmacist and something wasn't covered, we tell them, don't pay it. If you get a bill, call us first. And so we've built um, sort of a great niche for ourselves in the respect that the service level that we provide is really our claim to fame. And so in the webinars that we do and in in all the other uh, selling that we do in terms of our website, we advertise that we have this spectacular client service team that handles anything and everything related to the back of your policy so that you're never alone in dealing with this big beast that is Medicare. And this has just been phenomenal for our sales. It really has blown us off the charts because when you're confused enough coming into Medicare and you've got to learn this big, hairy government healthcare system, you're already frightened because you don't understand how it works and you're worried that you're choosing the right coverage and you want to know if you go in the hospital, you're not going to get hit with a bunch of bills. And so to hear someone say, hey, we're going to help you set up policies that work for you, but also on the back end, if any of those things happen, you don't have to sort through all those unpaid bills yourself. You don't have to call the pharmacy or Medicare or an insurance company. 
you just call here to Boomer Benefits and to our client service team. And one of our team here will walk you through everything that you need to do. And half the time that bill that you've gotten in the mail isn't even something that you actually owe. So please don't pay it. Always call here. And this, of course, means that we spend uh, well over a million dollars a year in payroll to run a team like this. But what it's really done for us is it's just driven up the persistency of our policies. So if you are not familiar with how insurance works, when you sell a policy every month that that person pays their premium to the insurance company, a small piece of that is a commission for the agent to do exactly what we're doing, which is providing the back-end support. And so for as long as that policy remains on the books, you continue to get paid. And so it made sense to us to invest money in keeping people on the books. It's always cost you less money to keep a current client than to go out and find a new one. And so our team um, does some really unique things. And in addition to having inbound calls from all of our policyholders, We also um, call out to them uh, two to three times a year just to check on them and find out if they've had any questions about their policy. Do they know how their coverage works? It's surprising how many times we make those calls and the people actually do have questions and they just didn't feel like picking up the phone to ask the question or they maybe didn't feel like they wanted to bug us with the question. But because we're showing up on the phone in front of them, they think, yeah, you know, I actually did have this question. We had one example not too long ago where one of my team reached out to a policyholder and this guy, he's um, a fairly wealthy policyholder. He does pretty well for himself and he had gone into the hospital and afterward he'd gotten a bill for almost $1,300 and uh, he was just getting ready to pay that bill. He, If we hadn't called him, he would have just paid it and, and to him, he didn't feel like making a phone call and figuring it out. He just assumed if he got a bill that he actually owed that money. And so when my team member reached out to him and he said, yeah, actually, I do have a bill that came in here. It's about $1,300 and I was just going to go ahead and pay it. I assumed that I owe it. She was like, no, 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 you need to send that to us. You probably don't owe that. And sure enough, when she called Medicare and did the research, it was just a, a matter of Medicare had never received the claim from um the actual provider. And so here's this guy that would have sent off a check for $1,300, but because we put in a courtesy call to him, like we do every year with all of our clients several times a year, we were able to uh, prevent him paying a bill that really was going to get paid by Medicare anyway. And it ended up that he didn't know anything. And I have, you know, dozens of examples like that. So the outbound calls that we make are certainly a step above the normal service level. It is definitely a way that we try to exceed expectations for all of our policyholders. We want them to feel really comfortable and excited about the job that we do for them. And this is an example of how um, just going that little step beyond what you might find from any old insurance agent and making a few phone calls and having a team that's dedicated to the people that have already rewarded you with their business and let you earn that business, um, you do right by them. And those people, they will stay on the books with you forever. So that is really sort of the niche that we've built out for ourselves, which is, yeah, you can buy your policy from just about anybody, but if you buy your policy through Boomer Benefits when the slightest little thing happens, you've got this whole team here to support you and you'll never be alone. And it's it's really worked well for us to bring these people in and, and we have policyholders that stay with us then for five, seven, seven, ten years or more. So I imagine that so what you were just saying about how you make those calls to people that and, and they're not expecting them. Mm-hmm. I presume that the competition weren't doing anything like that. But have some of your competition started copying that now? You know, I'm surprised that we don't see a lot of that. I've run into one or two small, smaller competitors that seem to have followed in that vein, but I don't actually see a lot of 
other people doing it. We have some pretty big competitors and they will tell you that, yeah, if you've got something wrong, you can call our customer service department. But I haven't seen anybody else that's doing the level of outbound outreach that we do with our with our folks. And I think it's because, um, you know, that's certainly a big investment. It's a really big investment to bring in people that are that are not going to actually be creating revenue for you. So, you know, these people, some businesses might re- view that as a... Um, a drain on the bottom line of your business. But for us, we feel like it's actually extending the life of that client. And so far, we really haven't had that many competitors that have have made the investment. And so I hope that continues because it wins us a lot of business. I, I imagine for, I mean, I don't know much about the world of insurance, but I would imagine that many companies will simply look upon the customers as simply just numbers. Yeah. It sounds like that you're trying to think of ways of how can we make a better experience for the people that are, you know, that are using us? Is, is that something that you actively do? Yeah, I think that's exactly right. And, you know, if you think about it, and and I try to always put myself in the customer's head, um, I think about my auto insurance agent. You know, do, do I, how do, does he set himself apart for me? What is it about that agent that makes me want to buy? Well, I know that the agent is a broker and I'm going to get quotes from multiple companies. And so that's why I stay with them. But other than that, there's really, there's really no reason why I might not switch to someone else that calls me and offers me a better quote. And so mm-hmm. it's sort of taking a defensive view of once you get these co- clients into your client family, how do you keep them with you? And so you've got to you've got to make them not only um, understand what the product that you've sold them, but you need to make sure that they're aware that the service level that you're offering is something unique and something they won't find many other places. And we've had a couple of examples where we've had clients that have um, gotten a rate increase. So, you know, once a year when their policy renews on its anniversary, typically people will have a small increase in their premium because the cost of healthcare is inflating all the time. And so sometimes those folks will call, go online and buy another policy and they don't think twice of it. And then they go to call the client service team and they find out they don't have access to that team anymore. And they didn't realize that when they, uh, changed their policy to another agent online that they were losing boomer benefits. They, they were associating that service with, with almost with Medicare or assuming they were going to get that from every agent. So um, part of doing this is really making sure that now we educate people. So we've built in all sorts of things to make sure our folks are aware that this is a really unique service. They get a personal welcome email from me as the founder of the company after they uh, enroll with us. And I, have an email that explains to them what the client service team is, what they do and why they do it, how it will be helpful and all the ways that they can reach that team. And then I prepare them that they're going to have an outbound phone call from our team several times a year. And in that phone call, the service agent also reminds them, hey, this is your courtesy call. And I'm really glad I got to talk to you. But remember, if you have something that happens, you don't have to wait for me to call. Make sure you reach out to us. Here's our phone number. If you run into any other bills or any other questions, that's what we're here for. We've uh, developed a private Facebook group where people could sign on. So if if it's easier for them to just type a question into Facebook and have our team answer it there, they can get their questions answered there. So we've really tried to come at it from every angle and set ourselves apart. Um, And the trickiest part is to make sure that your clients are aware of that benefit and make that benefit valuable to them so that they don't end up making a switch and then finding out later that they no longer have access to that benefit. There's a there's a service aspect there, um, but you've got to make sure that your clients are well-educated and the fact that you offer it to begin with. 
And so how different is the Medicare system in the States from other countries such as Canada and the UK and so on? You know, I wonder that myself. My husband is actually Canadian. Um, we went through the whole immigration process here a couple of years ago. And I noticed that um, it's very interesting to me whenever he has any kind of health care or had health care up there. I was always very curious about it. And I noticed that um, here in the States, we're very we are really expecting quick service. So when we have, when we're sick, we can call and make in a doctor appointment and usually can get in the next day. Um, if we need a surgery, we schedule it, we go and have the surgery. There's no waiting time. Uh, we're going to have money that we pay for those services, but we, we definitely have quick delivery on all of our health insurance here. And I noticed, um, at least for my husband in Canada, he was never motivated to go to the doctor if he had a cold because you had to wait until Thursday and then you had to stand in line outside the clinic at seven 30 in the morning and you would see the doctor and he wouldn't give you a prescription anyway. <laughs> and so um, I noticed that the emergency care in Canada was great. If something, if an emergency happens, they get in right away for surgery. But then I also noticed that my mother-in-law, she had to wait almost two years for an MRI and she finally got so tired of waiting that she uh, when it had one done out of her own pocket, which found a, a lump on her spine. And then she was immediately able to go and have surgery. Unfortunately, it was benign and she was okay. But, you know, she suffered with that for quite a long time because if she was going to wait for the national health care system, uh, there's, just wait, there's a waiting game there. And here we're not used to that. We're used to being able to have very quick service because we're it's cash that we're paying. And, um, and I think that that's one thing that people here in America fear a little bit about losing if we ever to have, you know, a total national health insurance program. Um, with Medicare covering the 60 million people that it does cover right now, even still people, people on that program can get in fairly quickly to see someone. Uh, almost 91% or something like that of the doctors here in America accept Medicare. And so um, another service I know that we offer is if they have any trouble finding a doctor in their town that is accepting Medicare, they can call us and we'll help them find someone that's taking Medicare that's close enough and is accepting new patients. And so we would want to make sure, of course, that if we were ever to change over to something single payer, I think folks worry about losing that. So that's one aspect I know uh, that's different between our our level of fast care, uh, as opposed to what I see, you know, happen in, um, my mother-in-law's case. Hmm. You mentioned before, when we were talking before we started recording about the webinars you do, mm -hmm. is that something that many of your competitors do, or is that again, something that's quite different? There's a few of them out there. I know that I've heard one of my clients recently that attended um, ours and ended up buying a policy through us had sent me an email and said, you know, the reason that he had chosen us is when we did the webinar, uh, we were the only ones that didn't spend the first 20 minutes, you know, telling how great we are. Instead, we just kind of launched right into the information. So I know that um, other agents do them, but I think probably the reason why ours is so popular is there's not really any selling on the webinar. Um, it's just straight information. Uh, we just explain Medicare and make it easy for them. And we trust that the fact that they listen to us for an hour and they hear how much knowledge we have. And I explain to them how our clients here never have to go it alone with Medicare. And so it's been really surprising how people sometimes they heard my webinar 
two years or 18 months prior to that. And when it comes time to sign up, they remember and they come back and they sign up through our agency. So uh, we certainly seem to be one of the agencies that's doing it on a large scale. We do webinars both for the general public and then I also do them at request. So being in the industry for as long as I've been in the industry, we have lots of agents in the area that are group health insurance brokers, and they will come to me on behalf of their clients and say, hey, uh, we'd like to have you do a webinar uh, for this client. They've got, you know, 50 people that are age 65 or older, and they don't understand about their Medicare, and they need someone to explain that to them. And we will do custom webinars like that for employers to help their employees learn what they need to know about Medicare, both now while their Medicare is coordinating with their individual or group health insurance, and also later how it'll be primary and what the transition from working for an employer over to having Medicare as your primary insurance grows. Um, We do both of those types of webinars. And uh, I think that we are one of the few that does them to that extent. From yeah, some of the things you've told me about the, the the things that you do are quite different to your competitors, such as you know the way you're handling the webinars mm-hmm. and the calling your customers and so on. Wait, what are your general thoughts on on exceeding expectations and over delivering to, to people? I think it's hugely important. I think I think it is the thing that sets you apart as a business. It, it's an easy one to set you apart if you just think about yourself and all the business that you have with business that you do with vendors in your area, everything from the restaurants that you go to, to the insurance that you buy, um, to the groceries that you purchase when you're visiting, um, with you're selling your home and dealing with a mortgage broker, you're making sales decisions all the time. And you have to always ask yourself, you know, what would be the one thing that would would make this person, uh, more attractive to me. So I find as a business owner that believes in exceeding expectations for our own clients, I also reverse engineer that in my head. And when I'm working with someone and I'm the client, I'm looking all the time for a person to do business with that, it, that has something that's different from their competitors. What is it about this particular person that's going to make me want to stay with that person and get do business with them now and again in the future or for the long term. And so if you come at your business from just selling policies, if all I cared about was coming in here and having our team write, you know, a thousand plus policies a month and, you know, getting rich, you know, you certainly could do that, but you would have such a churn in your business. So many people that you'd be losing at the same time that you're bringing them in. And I think if you don't exceed the expectations, you lose a little bit of the respect, not only from your clients, but also from your employees. I have found that the type of service that we offer is really important to the people who work for me. And they will tell us time and time again in their reviews that we do with them and in just the general feedback that they give to us that they believe in the mission. And the salespeople who are working on the front lines with our clients, they love to tell them about the service team that they're going to be dealing with on the back end. And they feel good about that. And so Um, I have found that our persistency is really good, not just with our clients, but also with our own employees. They stay with us for years and years, and we have very low turnover because the employees believe in a company that is exceeding expectations, and they want to work for a company that cares like that about their clients. So I think if you approach your business from what could we possibly do that would set us apart from our our 
um, competitors and make us special to the people that do business with us, you're going to win respect from a lot more than just your clients. You will win respect from other businesses and you'll win respect from your employees. And that's huge because it's so hard to find good people when economy is doing well. You're competing for the best people out there. And we want to have people that enjoy working here, not just for their good paycheck, but because they really see that we're doing something unique and we're going to provide something that's truly helpful to people. And, and from what I understand, it's also led to you getting quite a few referrals and testimonials as well. Yes, that's right. We, um, After we started really offering this kind of service, we came upon the idea of having some of our clients tell online about the things that we solve for them. And so we started uh, getting reviews from clients. We we get tons of five-star reviews. We've got over 2,200 five-star reviews online. And we get them simply by asking a client after we've done a good service for them. So if a client service team member solves a prescription problem for someone, at the end of the call, we ask them, how did we do? And and then we let them know if you feel we did a good job or if, if that was helpful to you. Just wanted to let you know that a good review will always help us. And here's the places where you can leave a review. And you'd be surprised at how how many people will leave you a review if you just ask them. And so uh, I love being able to go to our website and click on the reviews. And right as you start reading, you'll see tons of examples of the types of problems that our service team solves. And so that in itself then becomes a great sales tool because on the webinars, when I'm doing them, I let them know, hey, listen, you've had an opportunity to hear all about us today before we break into the Q&A session. If you would like to read more about us, here's a great place where you could go online and click on this review button here and you can read for yourself what our clients have to say about the service team. And it's just as simple as that, just a sentence or two that you mention, but people really will go back later and review those. And when they see how many people are giving testimonials about a problem that we solved that that was so frustrating for them and they're so grateful for it, then those people absolutely want to do business with us. So I think it's really important if you do provide some sort of stellar service, if you are exceeding expectations for your clients, find a way that you can build reviews into that. Um, We have an account with a company called Shopper Approved. There's also one called Trustpilot. I'm sure there's others, but you can set up a pretty easy reviews platform. You are going to make an investment for that. But again, it's such a great sales tool. Um, It'll be well worth investing in that because you're letting your clients do the selling for you well danielle it's been it's been fantastic um, hearing from you what if people want to find out more about you and your company where where should they go sure um so we're pretty easy to find online you can just um, google boomer benefits and you can find us at boomerbenefits.com uh, we're on all the social media. We have over 160,000 fans on Facebook, and we answer lots of good Medicare questions there. Um, you can find us at, at Boomer Benefits on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, sure, we'd love to connect with anybody that wants to learn more about us. Or uh, also, if they have questions that just for me as a business owner, you can find me on LinkedIn. Well, we'll put all of those links into the show notes. It's been a pleasure speaking with you, Danielle. And I maybe when I come over to Texas one day, I'll get <laughs> We would love that. We would love that. Thank you. Hope you enjoyed this week's show. Next week, episode 33 is with Ian Moyes. He's Dan in Croydon in the UK working for a company called Natterbox and they have a, an amazing telephone system that gives a really exceptional customer experience to, to their customers and to the customers of their customers. 
We're going to hear all about what exactly it is that Ian does uh, with Natterbox on next week's show, episode 33. If if you've enjoyed the episode, please do subscribe, leave a review on iTunes. That's that's the way more people can find out about us. And then the show gets um, out and we can get better and more and more listeners and better and better guests as well. So hope you have a fantastic week and see you next week.